Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yay! Oh, thank God. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Take two. Like, I'm going to buy a clapper board. Oh, <laughs> what? Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. So before we were rudely interrupted by our own voices echoing over and over again, like we had jumped into the Grand Canyon, uh, <laughs> new episode, uh, introduce yourself to everybody and give us like a little background on how you got into uh, this. All right. I will keep it short and sweet. I am Lori Calcaterra. I'm the writer creator of the Western horror comic book series, Path of the Pell Rider. I'm excited to talk to you about it today. I got into comics because I used to choreograph fight scenes for a production company and started writing for them. Wrote this idea for Path of the Pell Rider, amongst other things. Um, didn't want to take it to Netflix. Decided it would be much better off as a comic book and figured it out as I went along. So here we are. 
Uh, we published our first issue in July of 2022. Here it is, 2023, and we're on our fourth issue. Um, people are digging it. Well, we do a lot of really cool things, and we we do a lot of shenanigans. We have fun what we're doing. So I'm looking forward to it. Let's 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 do a deep so dive. Let's talk. A, a lot of shenanigans. A lot of shenanigans. A lot of shenanigans. <laughs> so used to choreograph fight scenes. Yes. Then uh, other people in the past that have been on the show, uh, like Frank Forte, who does uh, layouts for sketches for shows. Uh, mm -hmm. He did like the first three seasons of, of Bob's Burgers and he, uh, whatever, whatever, like the little sketch thing does. So the director can look at it and say, this is how it's supposed storyboard. to look. Yes. That's, that's yeah. the one that I can't remember. Yeah. Storyboards. Uh -huh. uh, and then uh, Rylan Grant's been on a whole bunch of times. Oh, cool. He's a big nerd. But he's got lots of, <laughs> cool, he's got lots of cool he stuff. he should be. <laughs> Um, it's much more fun to be a nerd. So, yeah, it is. Because uh, they tell us we re ruled the world, but uh, do we? Really? I Just the comic book world? Well, maybe that. <laughs> and the long lost art of Saturday morning cartoons and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you got into this from choreographing fight scenes. Mm-hmm. And so since you didn't want to go to Netflix with this, it means mm -hmm. it's still actually your story. So nothing's been changed from the conception. You get it. You get it. Yes. Because that's when I was in production, when I wrote Path of the Pale Rider, it's a full length movie script. And um, I was letting friends and colleagues read it in production. And they were all telling me the same thing. This would this would fit in really good with Netflix. You should pitch it there, pitch it there, pitch it there. But few things. One, it's really hard to pitch to Netflix because I researched it and you still don't know how to do it. You basically have to hire somebody who's done it before, like a literary agent, but only specific literary agents work with Netflix. And even then they get like 800 scripts a day. So what about my story would interest them would make it different than all the other stories? And they're always looking for something that has a built-in audience. So I don't really think I had a chance. Even if I did, it would end up being like, hey, kid, here's your $5,000. We're going to bring in three additional writers. We're going to Hollywoodify this. We're going to change all your characters. We'll probably change your ending. It won't look anything like, oh, we're going to change the title. Your name won't be on it. You know what I mean? And then it would become something completely different than what I had intended it to be. Or what they could do is just shelve it completely because I've heard horror stories of that too where they buy all the rights and then they do nothing with it. But I can't do anything with it either. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to. I want to control where it goes. Um, I want to tell the story as it's meant to be told. Look, it's John Westhoff. What's up, my man? Hello, John. Yeah. He's Kickstartering right now too. In fact, there's a link on the bottom of my Kickstarter to his Kickstarter. If you guys want to check it out, we'll look when we get there. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Well, let's put all the links that, that were in the chat <laughs> yeah. and, and on, you know. We were all prepared. <laughs> it's like, we're the side that's not in the bubble on Twitter. Stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's at Path Pale Rider. 
My website, there's an easier one instead of all that WP staging. It's just www.pathofthepalerider.com. I own that domain. It's just not linked. Victor, what's up, my man? Peoples. Late. Peoples. We, had to, we had to take to it because we William pushed the button to go live and like all the connections got lost. <laughs> it was like, it was really bad. Apparently, StreamYard's done, done an update that doesn't like anybody's setups. It does not. Luckily, I have a big cup of coffee to go with this, so we're good with that. So tell us about the story, because this is issue four already. So Yes. So for anybody who's not familiar with Path of the Pale Rider, um, in this world, death has been broken. So your body can die, but your soul or your energy does not leave your body upon death. So we have zombies, per se, but they're not brain eating flesh craving mindless it's you it's me it's you're not your mom your neighbor your friend and they are themselves until their brain decays enough where they start to lose their humanity so um it mimics like um dimension fast forward okay so you can get violent detached forgetful you lose time all of that okay so that's this world so we start issue one 10 years into the apocalypse and um, we're following a cowboy named Jude St. Clair, and he's looking for the answer to the question, why do the dead no longer die? Um, issue number one, he's in the wild. Um, he makes some bad decisions. He encounters a giant undead bear, and there are consequences. Um, yeah. Issue number two, uh, Jude St. Clair gets to the town of Santa Claus, which he was going to in issue one, uh, finds this dude he's been looking for who ends up being like the town drunk. Of course he is. Um, probably knows something. I don't know if you can trust him. He's spouting some crazy things. He picks a fight in order to get closer to this guy. And, of course, there are consequences to this. Um, he gets tossed in jail. And um, he and Dwayne Fink, this lovable drunk, um, reminisce about the first time they witnessed an undead kind of change. And then we jump back in time. So we start issue three on the day that death went missing. And Jude Sinclair is not a cowboy, but an EMT. He's a young man. And um, you get to witness, um, it's a car accident. They're in a car accident and they're trying to save this guy who is basically unsavable. His guts are coming out. And uh, the guy passes on the way to the hospital. They do the thing where they cover him with the sheet. And then everybody has seen this iconic moment in the zombie films where the sheet sits up. Well, that happens and scares the bejesus out of Jude St. Clair. Hopefully he was wearing his brown pants that day. Um, but instead of like him, you know, the zombie trying to eat him, the zombie pulls off the thing. He's like, hey, guys, <laughs> it's like, what do we do now? You know, um, so you get to see the fall of society. You get to see the famine. The because again, the death has been broken for people, animals, insects, everything, nothing dies correctly. So we have um famine because meat still moves after you kill the animal. Who wants to eat a burger that moves? Um, and pesticides don't work, so we have swarms of insects just decimating crops. Um, and then of course, the undead population becomes more volatile as it goes. And uh, they just their population is ever growing. So um, the government doesn't overstep like they always do. And uh, first it was curfews and then it was 
um, everybody needs to wear this thing to show if you're living or undead. And then eventually it becomes, it is illegal for you to be undead in a living community. We have created a police force called the Undead Collection Unit. We will come get you. And they disappear people once they're undead. doesn't matter if you're 15 and you're, or you're two or you're 85, you're a threat and they will come get you out of the living community. Um, something happens at the end of issue three um, that kind of rocks Jude's core family. So it's him and his two parents and um, it's a bad day. Um, we're going to continue. I can't say you've got to oh, read okay. the issue. <laughs> Uh, but it's like it's like watching this is really traumatic okay I wrote this script mind you in 2018 I have to tell everybody that because when you read issue three it's like looking at the pandemic it's having PTSD about being stuck at home about the government continually passing things about how to keep you safe right and watching things on TV, being glued to the TV is like riots and unrest and everything is just happening. Um, and then, of course, at the end of the issue, it's like the apocalypse is now at your door and you can't escape it. So, yeah, that's where we're at. Issue four, we pick up where we left off. We're going to see the consequences. <laughs> consequences. You get to see us deal with uh, what happened at the end of issue number three. And ultimately what sets Jude Sinclair onto his path into the apocalypse to figure it out. Um, you get to see why he is the way he is, um, which is quite, it's quite traumatic. Issue four is quite traumatic. I'm warning you all. Um, don't come at me. You know, I like to kill off characters. It happens. Um, yes. So we have some walking dead, some walking cocaine dead. Beer, beer, um, spaghetti westerns. Spaghetti Westerns, uh, a little too real of a government, uh -huh. um, and, and a little bit of Back to the Future. Uh, I don't know about Back to the Future. Where'd you get that from? <laughs> well. Oh, going back in time? There you go. Oh, we jump around in okay. time in the story, but we're not like really going back in time. Like back oh, so so it's... It's, it's just it's a more, flashback, and eventually we will catch up again. But like, if you're familiar with like Mad Max... Um, Book of Eli, the video game Fallout or Red Dead or, you know, Red Dead Redemption. It's like all of that smushed together, um, but it works really well. It just works. So I love Red Dead because I like shooting stuff. Yeah, me too, man. That I don't go to jail for. <laughs> right. <laughs> I get to ride the horse. Oh, the TikToks about Red Dead Redemption and the horse are so funny. Oh, God. They are. They're hilarious. Uh, anyway. All, all the memes so, and yes. stuff. <laughs> so let's bring Bam. this up. And I was already warned. It's loud in the beginning, so be careful. Yes. All right. We really have no idea. Start with a bang. Hi, everyone. I'm Lori Calcaterra. I am the writer-creator of the all-new Western Apocalypse comic book series, Path of the Pale Rider. What's this? Um, really? Apparently, I'm going to be joined by recently deceased 
news reporter Ellie Brock from WDED Channel 13. Why? 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 Hello, Ellie. Uh, how are you? I'm dead. How do you think I feel? Oh, um, but I'm sorry. Moving on. In Path of the Pale Rider, your body can die, but your soul or your energy doesn't leave your body upon death. Your brain rots in your skull, um, leaving you confused. Yep. Forgetful. Totally. Violent. Not yet. Or detached. Whatever. Um, People, animals, insects, we're all stuck here together. There is no death, only decay. Did you tell them about Big James? Yeah, I, I didn't get that far. Big James is a giant undead bear, people. Can I finish? I, I would like, oh, he was terrifying. Leave your eye alone. <clears throat> so in issue one, we follow Jude St. Clair 10 years into the apocalypse. Um, he meets Big James. Consequences. Uh, issue two, um, Jude St. Clair goes to the town of Santa Claus looking for information and he picks a fight and consequences. Please stop doing that. Um, issue three, we jump all the way back in time to the beginning, the day that Duck went missing. And, um, consequences. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you can say that. It's just that, um. I can't really show you too much of issue number four without spoilers because we're still dealing with what happened at the end of the last issue. What? You killed Jude? Only I didn't I didn't say that. I can't believe you killed him off. That's no, your main character. This is how rumors get started. It's not <laughs> Who would do such a thing? What's what's wrong with you? My eye, it feels oh, weird. <laughs> Stop touching it, it's going to fall out. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. No, no, <laughs> that would be disgusting. Oh, it's gonna our happen. Our team on issue number four <laughs> is our very own Mark Pillow um, on pencils and inks, and of course, um, Matt Chambers, who joined us on colors in the last issue. Ellie, do you want to tell people who the variant artists are? Lacey Cougar and Willie Russell. Uh, Lauren Gibson and me. No, you didn't make a cover. No, the last cover is a sketch cover so that people can get their own original Big James from their favorite artist. I just wanted to feel. Oh. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Path of the Pill Rider is a fan interactive experience where there's a riddle on the back of every cover and there are short films that enrich the story where you can interact with the world. You can find us just about everywhere. We're on Facebook, Instagram, X, TikTok, Threads, and all of our videos, our short films are on YouTube if you want to participate in the shenanigans. I'm just going to keep going here. Um, new to the campaign are trucker hats. Um, there's an updated surprise reward, and the new Funko Pop will be Callie St. Clair, which is, of course, Jude St. Clair's mom. Don't forget, we are building a poker deck uh, in the stretch goals, so we're going to continue. We unlocked the King of Hearts last campaign, um, and I'm hoping that we could unlock like two or three cards this time. Um, and if you're new to Path of the Pale Rider, don't worry. Um, I always have a ketchup tier looking for the ketchup bottle. 
and that's where um, you can get caught up on everything that we've done so far. Um, I think that's it. Uh, thank you in advance for your support. Thank you for supporting Indy and um, Ellie. Um, any last words you want to say? Chicken nuggets. <laughs> I, just, I quit. I quit. You really have no idea. Oh, pause. <laughs> That's oh, a great God. screenshot right there. Look. We're just going to leave that right there. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it's great timing right there, man. <laughs> don't don't tell her that chicken nugget she ate was her eyeball. <laughs> it's funny because uh, Lacey Kruger's cover has this like eyeball hanging down and she did this cover before i filmed my little skit there and everybody's like look it's ellie's eye <laughs> it's just funny oh lord i have fun i have fun didn't i say shenanigans shenanigans <laughs> funny story uh my mother's cousin uh and because they're so much older than me i just called them like aunt and uncle my whole life yeah uh and uh my Aunt Carol has a glass eye. Oh. <laughs> Does it pop out? <laughs> uh, one one of many weddings because our family's got like thousands of people in it. Uh-huh. Uh, my uncle got up, he goes, got up from the table, he goes, keep an eye on my drink. I'm gonna go. Uh, oh, no. I'm gonna go and you know meet up with some of the other guys at the bar. She did not. Uh, she took it out, <laughs> put it in his put it, put it in his whiskey glass, and uh, turned to the side so couldn't see the. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and she just kept talking to people, and every once in a while, somebody would walk by. <laughs> she kept an eye on his drink and, and jump. And he didn't realize it until he picked up his drink to take a sip and it was looking back at him. So. <laughs> See, William, I made this for you. <laughs> oh, good time. Funny. There's, there's a blooper reel, too. It's like a minute and 27 seconds where you can see Ellie's eye pop out a few times extra. <laughs> we'll oh get there. My God. It's fun. It would be funny if you had an acetate cover when you opened it up, the eye was just there. <laughs> like free Ooh, tempting. <laughs> Maybe instead of doing big James enamel pins, we'll do eyeballs. <laughs> so we got 19 days to go, 74 mm -hmm. backers already funded. Yep. And we going got, for stretchy goals. Oh, yeah. We got some real fun stretch goals on the way. So we've broken two stretches already. Let's continue, shall we? Um, this is our A cover by Marco DeFillo, who is the interior artist. Uh, Matt Chambers is the colorist for the interiors. And uh, as you can see coming, it's going to be a rough ride for, for you, St. Clair. Um, it's going to be lots more zombies. <laughs> Uh, I made a little GIF that kind of scrolls through, like, issue one, issue two, issue three. Oh, that's um, why I'm thinking some... my screen's jumping around. Yeah, scroll back up. Scroll back up. Stay there. So here's a look at what issue four has in store. So 
I do it kind of quick so that we don't get too much into the story because again, it's kind of spoilery. Um, but you can kind of see it's a bad day. And of course, Jude St. Clair calling it bullshit at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and cocaine bear. And cocaine bear. That's Big James. Big that James comes, predates. That totally reminds me of shirtless bear fighter. Yes, I love that book. <laughs> That is the wildest story I've ever seen. Um, he's amazing. That was that was so awesome. And it was a, it was like a, either like a Boy's Life or like Cub Scout magazine like variant cover that they did that like <laughs> blew up. Somewhere I've got oh, like a Lord. dozen copies still left. They started That's selling funny. for like thirty or forty bucks like a week after they came out. So oh my I sold gosh. a bunch, but I still I think I still got like five or six left. So. So if you like Book of Eli, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, Cocaine Bear, and Walking Dead, you'll love this. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we named a couple others, right? So it all kind of fits together. We just unlocked, this is my update section. I keep it at the top. So if people ever want to come and see what we're working on or what's just been unlocked, it's always here. Um, at, when we passed $5,000, we unlocked this giant indie PDF bundle. So everybody gets Path of the Pale Rider, and they get 15 additional indie PDFs for free. Isn't that cool? I love it when that happens. Yes. Give me more comics? Sure. Absolutely sure, why not? we will. Right. And this is great, too, because even the digital backers are included in this stretch goal. That's why I always do that one first. Um, I have backers from Germany. I have backers in, other, in uh, Australia. Um, and they can get this stretch goal with everybody else as opposed to, oh, we're sending out stickers. You don't get any. Sorry. You know, yeah. the PDF bundles are what I like to call the Australian variants. <laughs> because $70 for a book to ship there is, yes. is, a, is a little steep. Yeah. And that's the truth of it, isn't it? It's like, gosh, it costs you so much more in shipping than the book is even worth. It, it was so expensive that Bancroft just came and did a couple of conventions in Florida and brought his books from Australia with him. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and discovered discovered new food. So he was happy about that. Yep. Um, we did unlock a poker card. We are building a poker deck. Um, every campaign, every 50 backers, we release a new poker card. So last campaign we released the King of Hearts. I came up with the idea in the middle of last campaign. Otherwise, we would have had more than one. But I was like, all right, well, we'll release it at 100. We had 118 uh, backers. So we unleashed uh, the the first card. And now um, we have 74. So we're on our way to our second poker card. So right now it's the Ace of Hearts. We will continue building this deck every campaign until we have 52 cards. Um, there will be a box. Right now, I'm shipping everybody cards in um, card protectors so that way they don't get messed up while we're building. And then if you missed a campaign and you missed a poker card, they're in the bonds. You can just go one that I have them for like a dollar or something stupid. Oh, cool. I like cards. Mm-hmm. There's the blooper reel. Oh, dear Lord. Do it. Okay. You can okay. see me fall down lots. Oh, good. Let's go. News reporter Ellie Brock from WDED Channel 13. 
Are you okay? <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> I, I I don't have anything for this. No one no one no one prepared me for this. Good uh, That's a hot mess. <laughs> someone give her eyes. Someone someone come to Alex. Please. Please. Uh-oh. Uh, Here goes oh. the eye. Uh-oh. This one's good. Oh. Good bounce on that one. All my blooper reels have that banjo music. It's awesome. <laughs> shenanigans, I say. Shenanigans. Oh, but wait, there's more shenanigans. Just you wait. Oh, oh I'm, I'm sure there is. <laughs> oh, yes. There's the eyeball. Just hanging out. Just hanging out, judging you. <laughs> Who doesn't? Lacey Kruger cover. She's an up and comer in the indie world and uh, has this like peach Momoko style about her. Um, she loves to draw duality. So a lot of times like half of the page will be this beautiful floral arrangement. And the other half is the like one half of Freddy Krueger or Michael Myers or Leatherface. So she, she has this really cool juxtaposition of these beautiful flowers, organic flowers and this horror icon. It's really bizarre but it works. Um, so that's why I tapped her for this because again, I wanted to show um, the death of normal and the birth of the new, right? Society is now, as we knew it, done. We're burning it all down and it becomes something else. The world becomes something else. We have started time over. Um, it's no longer 2020. It is 1YA, the first year of the apocalypse. So Beautiful cover, lots of hidden meanings and symbols in there from Lacey. Keep going, a little more. <laughs> yes, William? I'm, I'm just thinking it's going to be very difficult for her to eat that hot dog. <laughs> that is always, we always get a reaction from this one. It's like, the undead trying to continue with their whatever's left of their life. You know, there's a little dad humor in there. Hi, hungry. I'm dad. Um, it's a zombicue. It's a zombicue. But in the background, that van, that's the collectors. So there's just a lot going on. It like we've had people tell us it looks like a goosebumps cover. Um, it's grotesque, but it's funny. But it's also foreboding because um, that's not going to be a good day for these two because the collectors are there. But one of the collectors is going to get a hot dog. That's true. He'll be happy. It'll suck for them. But he's like, yeah, it's good. You want to eat this? Like, they just don't care. <laughs> yeah. That, that, this has got me somewhere between uh, the little girl that was about this age 
uh, in the first episode of The Walking Dead. Yes. Uh, mixed with a lot of Shaun of the Dead. Yes, yes. All of that. I'm a big fan of all zombie genre movies. Um, zombie horror is great. I love it. And of course, we have to have a Western. This is a William Russell cover. It's very much that wanted poster, Jude St. Clair in the rain with a snarling Big James in the background. Um, it worked out really good. Someone said he looks like Josh Brolin today, and I think he kind of does. Don't you? At least he's not purple. At least he's not purple. Josh Brolin has done some other good things. Like he was pretty crazy in uh, No Country for Old Men, right? Yeah, he's he's done a lot of good things, and and then the MCU. <laughs> and of course, we're doing a sketch cover this time around. Um, I had a few requests because people want to draw their own Big James, which is mm -hmm. cool. Um, or you can bring your sketch cover and see Marco DeFillo. He will draw one for you. There is a tier on this campaign that you can grab original art from Marco on one of these sketch covers and we'll ship it to you. You can get a zombie or Jude St. Clair or your own. Everybody's going to pick Big James. Who wouldn't? <laughs> or you get, you get, you get Big James the bear drinking yeah. a beer. That would be awesome. And then the That's bear's going to pour question. out all the holes in his body. Yeah, it just comes right out his throat, man. <laughs> I want to know what his roar sounds like. Gross and uh, flappy and wet. Kind of, yeah, kind of like Chewbacca on the inside of a half-empty coffee can. Full of, full of rusty water. Full of rusty water, yep, yep, yep. So it's just kind of a recap of issue number one, Jude St. Clair in the wild uh, meets big James consequences. There you go. Now issue one was our only issue in black and white. That was our first go around at Indian comics ever. So uh, we raised enough money to do a black and white issue. Issue number two starts the color issues. Um, this campaign will be the last time we are ordering prints of issue number one in black and white. Uh, Matt Chambers, who came on for issue number three, is coloring issue, issue number one already. So nice. after issue four and after this print job, we will be moving to a trade paperback and you will be getting issue number one in color in the trade paperback. What's funny is if your books are all in color, somebody in your audience will say, could you do a black and white edition? They, someone did ask me that. I, I'm not kidding you, William. After we did issue one in color, I'm sorry, issue one in black and white, the rest were in color. Someone asked me to go back and reprint two, three, and four in black and white for them. And I was like, ha, 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 I'll think no, about it. But, <laughs> but no. <laughs> I'll give you a bunch of paper and you can go hire an artist to redraw it in black and white for you. I mean, I, technically I have all the black and white pages um because marco yeah, you get always the, you get goes the print through. file so yes i do so we could do it but i just don't think they're once you see it in color like look at this issue in color um it just brings it to life Dwayne fink standing on a table screaming about the man of gold and knows who where death is i mean like that just wouldn't hit as hard in black and white in my opinion i don't know it's like it's weird if 300 people in an audience wanted a black and white version of the book. All right. Then and it was a stretch goal at 20K, then we'll make it. 
Right, 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 right. If there's enough want, and I always listen to the fans. So whatever they they are telling me that they want, like as merch on the next campaign, I will listen. Um, I listen, but uh, for the most part, I that's he's the only one that was like, "Can you do them all in black and white?" I was like, "I guess." <laughs> Look at you that. Could, cover. Right. I was like, but I don't think anybody else will want it. <laughs> I was well, like, well, look at it. Look at it in I think color. Everybody wants that cover. Yeah, yeah. The, this one, um, the black I and white one, I really like though. Everybody, everybody had a hard time on this one. There were so many good covers. Every issue that we do, we always get a nice variety. So there's something for everybody, and I'm just lucky enough where I print them, so I get one of each because <laughs> I can't decide. I have all of them. I get the work, so I, I got to keep a set. Absolutely. Yep. T-shirts, trucker hats, PDFs. Choose your own adventure. We have a choose your own adventure book. We do. It's 60 okay. pages. Um, you get to actually put on the hat and boots and go run bounties in the apocalyptic West. See how long you survive. 99% um, guarantee you will die a gruesome death. 1% uh, chance you make it through all the way to the end and become immortalized as a uh, bounty hunter with a cool ass name. Excuse my language, but. Well, uh, but it's a lot of fun. people that pay like three to five hundred dollars to to appear in the book for a panel just to get killed. This is true. There's a um, issue three. Sure, we there's... had about one, two, three, four. I think there was five people drawn in. Um, nice. We squished almost everybody. I think only one made it out alive. One one was like, get drawn in and get killed by Big James immediately. <laughs> that were people were fighting over that one. <laughs> But yeah, like, yeah, it was like shoot him, Mark. All right, slap. He just knocks your head off. There's a closer look at the trucker hats on this campaign. It's this one currently I'm wearing. I will be making more of these for everybody. Um, I have really cool keychains. I have those ones uh, that have the um, holographic vinyl. I have wooden ones as well. I have I have all sorts of goodies, um, keychain wise, because those are fun to make. Here's a little closer look at the t-shirts and the t-shirt tiers because sometimes the graphics are too small on the actual rewards. Mm -hmm. So again, pick a side. If you're a living exclusionist, it's no pulse, no rights. Get out of here. You're too dangerous. I don't want you around, right? And then if you scroll down, the other shirt is there. It is the um, undead sympathizer or undead themselves, dead outside, still human inside. And again, if you are an undead sympathizer, it's because people have feelings, whether they're alive or dead. So pick a side, pick a side. Just the stuff that it says on this shirt reminds me uh, a few years back, Austin Janowski did a, did a couple of zombie graphic novels called Zombies, We're Human Too. Yes. It was similar to that. Yep. I bought the merch link from his on that. Because it was the time that we were being forced to put uh, face diapers on our face. Oh, and yes. uh, he had one that said uh, future zombie on it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Sadly, it was made out of wool or something because I put it Ooh. on a snowstorm one day and my face was still sweating. So, <laughs> isn't that good luck? 
Here's some of our stretch goals. So again, here's the poker card. This is this is a picture of the one that everybody got last campaign, front and back. Um, these were the backs were all designed by David Rodriguez, so the backs will all be the same. The um, the first card. So at 50 backers, the first card I, I'll release every campaign will be a face card or an ace or something cool. It won't just be like the seven of diamonds. You know what I mean? We'll do something cool. And then after that, we do have to do some numbers because there's a lot of numbers we have to unlock. <laughs> Three of clubs. Right. Ooh. And, you know, until we get to the point, um, there are some of the face cards that we have not met those characters yet. So we got a little ways to go. So you can sneak some numbers in. Yep. We got to do some numbers. The numbers, everything is designed or at least planned out. Um, and when we get the 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 art done, it will be on the cards as well. So we unlock the Ace of Hearts. Um, I revealed that at 50. And then when we get to 100, I'll flip the next card. And if we get to 150, I'll flip another one. So I, I like the, uh, the disc. The medical heartbeat going through the yes. And this is this is a disc. This is what the government issues for everyone to wear. And if you're alive, it has like a touch screen, kind of like mm -hmm. one of those push lights. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you touch it, it will light up. And if you're living, it should be green. I didn't want to make it green. It's a heart card, um, but it's green and it has like the EKG line. And at the bottom, there's a speaker. So it actually plays the audio from your heartbeat. Okay. So there's like color and audio and visual clues if you're alive. And then if you're undead, it will turn red, it will flatline, and it will alarm. Um, and it won't stop alarming until it gets a heartbeat or you break it, like bust it. Um, I want. I just wanted a poker deck. And this is the one I want. Yeah. The quest is to live long enough to get them all. Yes, that is the quest, isn't it? Good I luck. mean, <laughs> the quest is to get enough backers so we can release like three to four and five at a time. <laughs> Um, but what's, what's cool funny about is, technology, is my wheel, right? My wheelchair, my wheelchair horn, uh, yeah. if I press it and hold it down. It sounds like somebody's flatlining. There you go. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, that's the sound. That's it. But you know, it's government technology. So what are we going to do to it? We're going to hack these things. People mm -hmm. are hacking these things left and right. So you know there's undead walking around with green beating discs. Um, you just, you don't know who. <laughs> so that's the one I'll flip at 100. And then if we get to 150, I'll flip that one too. And then here's the dollar stretch goals. We unlocked this first one. Again, it's the 5,000 indie comic gold. Huge bundle. There's some good stuff in there. Mother's Whisper, Avalon, Dragon Child is new to us, but she's Katie Shaw is wonderful in her book. Oh, yeah, is yep. Dusk. Dusk is like that's not just a 24-page floppy. That's like 68 pages. That's a volume. Oh wow. Um, Fuzz's Fury is amazing. The most outlandish fight scenes I have ever read. Um, except for an incantessi, because that one's about a magic system that uses movement like ballet and time travel. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I have that book. You have it, Ken Tessie? That's great. Rich Parada yeah. is awesome. Um, there's Ink. There's um, Kara Prime. Kara Prime. Yep. 
Knave of Hearts, Orphan Bloodline, PTSD, Rays, Slaughterville, The Good Knight, and of course, my bestie, Carissa Grant's Worthy Chaos Redemption. So lots of good stuff in there. Lots of good stuff. I think there was some more that I had that I didn't get in there. I was <laughs> put it all together. Uh, we get to 5,500. We're going to have some koozies. Keep your drink warm or cold, whatever you decide. And Shiny then um, got to love the koozies. This one, oh. this slice and dice. <laughs> so um, we did this last campaign. It was really a ton of fun. And I pulled the fans and they got to pick. Since again, I'm a martial artist. I have some weapons. I let them pick from my weapons, which we would use to destroy a watermelon. And then they got to name the watermelon. So they named this guy King Joffrey Baratheon because F that guy. And um, I sliced him. I diced him. And then someone else had made a suggestion to use a soup can and a sock as a weapon. So we busted that out and we smashed that. And my my two girls thought it was absolutely hilarious. So we had a good time. And in fact, I found a watermelon growing in my yard this week. So King Baratheon, King Joffrey Baratheon is on his way back for revenge. <laughs> He's been reincarnated. <laughs> we'll have to drive a tractor or something over it. No, really, I know. But hopefully, I mean, campaign ends in October. So if we can get there, I will smash a pumpkin on Halloween on the Tuesday morning brew, which is my show. Um, so we'll do that. I have some bookmarks. They say something in Morse code. Yes, they do. Um, if we get to seven, there's enamel pins. If we get to 75, I will razzle and dazzle you with something. I won't say what. Get ready for a surprise. I look at that and I, all I could think, and I remember seeing the movie way back. Total but, Recall. Yeah. And I'm like, for some reason, it just struck me as like, oh, it's a shaved head Roseanne Barr. What do you know? <laughs> um, here's another cool thing we do. So uh, there's two things we do in addition to the comic book. Um, the back cover of every issue is a riddle. So this, my friends, is what's called a red reveal. Um, if you're familiar with the old-fashioned um, 3D glasses, mm -hmm. where if you put, like, you can see different things if you put red lens on or for blue lens on. Um, if you put a red lens on, it'll negate all the red writing. And guess what? There's blue writing underneath. Yeah, I can, I can see it coming. Kind of see it, right? I'm, so I'm if like you follow on the outside of the skull. Yes. There's something there, but there's something on the left side, too. So if you yeah. follow the instructions in blue, it'll take you to a place in the real world. Okay. Digitally, but it's a place. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, issue number... Like I don't get out much. <laughs> no, but it's, you can go there, too. Trust me. Issue number two, um, Jude St. Clair, um, his mom is deaf, and she communicates... Um, she utilizes American Sign Language, ASL, um, so Jude St. Clair is fluent. So you see him in issue number two. Actually, he just talks crap with his hands. So like they're playing poker and he's spelling out douchebag. And um, I hate swearing. to tell you, death is not all she is. Correct. Yeah. So, yes. So if you solve this riddle, you send your name and your answer, your specific answer to the email listed. And you get something from one of my characters shows up in your mailbox 
and you get to have an interaction with them like you're like they're real. It's kind of cool. Well, my co- one of my cousins works at the Rhode Island School for the Deaf, so I would just screenshot this and be like, dude, what's that say? Dude, yeah, I mean, you can Google um, ASL alphabet and solve it. I mean, yeah. do it. I would. I mean, the whole point of these is to solve them. It's not to like stare at it and not solve it. Of course, solve it so that way you can participate and find out what all these extras are. I want you to solve them. I want you stuff. to find the extras, right? That's the whole point of these. Um, My daughter probably knows like half of this because she took it in school. Well, you have to des- decipher it and then you have to answer the riddle because it's a riddle oh. written in ASL. <laughs> but oh, it's, it's not a hard riddle. riddle. It's not hard. People, the a bunch of people. The cover's got two-step authentication on it. Great. Yes, it does. <laughs> so there's that one. Um, issue number three, we did a QR scavenger hunt. So this is called Hidden in Plain Sight. One of these um, is a hidden video that will is Path of the Pill Rider and it's additional content. The rest of the 24 are um, just fun. There are trailers for like Tombstone and Day of, you know, Night of the Living Dead. And um, there's crazy stuff in there too. Like there's a Rick Roll. There's the Swedish chef making hot sauce because we made hot sauce last campaign. Um, there's all sorts of stuff in there. So it's just fun to go see these. You might find something that you haven't seen before that's that's really badass. Uh, but look for the extra that is Path of the Pale Rider. Um, you'll know which one it is when you find it. It's a little creepy because that's how we roll. <laughs> if you thought the eyeball was bad, just... Yeah, no, the eyeball is nothing compared to that one. Um, and then we do short films. We do fan interactive short films. And I love these because we skip around in time. Um, the comic book follows Jude St. Clair's journey, right? You're seeing it from his point of view. That's the meat and potatoes of Path of the Pale Rider. These, on the other hand, we get to explore more of the topics that you don't necessarily see in the comic, but they're happening. And Jude St. Clair might reference them or like see a commercial for Pine Fox Undead Retirement Community, but then he flips the channel and then you don't see anymore. You know what I mean? So the first one we did is uh, it is a commercial for the Pine Fox Undead Retirement Community. It's called Pine Fox because in Westerns, when you die, they measure you and they put you in a pine box. Um, and it's it's a commercial. You don't see anybody's faces until the end, but it's interspliced with riots because um, that's what's really going on in the world. So it's my kind of statement about white picket fences and what we wish the world was versus what's really happening um, in the world and putting them together and seeing, you know, uh, what you get out of it. So that one was a lot of fun. That was smack dab in the middle of the pandemic. Um, So not a ton of people participated because there was, (laughs) everybody was on lockdown. We weren't supposed to be there, (laughs) but we did it anyway. Um, the second one we did, I was Ellie Brock and I dressed up and went around and asked people what they thought broke death. And the fans, the fans really showed up for this one. So the people that were local to me um, were, you know, I went and filmed them directly. The people that were not local filmed themselves and sent me the, sent me the video and I edited it all together. Um, and it turned out really good. So people's, 
a lot of people thought long and hard about what they think could do this. And a lot of people said like food and GMOs and um, virus or vaccine or um, government. And, um, and other people were like aliens. And, um, and someone said Anthony Fauci, and you can Google it. Um, someone said McDonald's. Um, another <laughs> one of my favorite ones was like pygmies. You remember the pygmies? The pygmies are back and they're casting voodoo spells. And I was just like, that is the craziest thing you could possibly say, but okay, it got in. <laughs> so there's that one. That's the one where I get run over with the car. That was a lot of fun. My husband kept asking me if he, if I needed another take, do you want me to do it again? No, honey. I think we got it. Everything and up then, until the pygmies actually sounded you know, legitimate, pretty, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty plausible, right? And I mean, some, I mean, it's just there's silly moments. Like I'm interviewing someone, and she just cries through the entire interview. She doesn't give an answer, or like it's just all over the place. But that's how people are. So I think that was a pretty accurate slice of life of what it would be like if this happened, and someone was like, "What do you think?" It would just be all over the map. Um, call to action is a. Uh, Hopefully the last one I have to film myself from finding more people willing to do these where I can just shoot the camera and direct, which is great. Um, but this one uh, is like a psychological jump scare or horror. Um, so we, uh, there's a lady, myself, who's hosting a dinner party and the phone keeps ringing and everybody's canceling and saying like, are you sure? Are you sure you're still doing it? Are you watching the news? Do you, do you see what's going on? So something's happening and she's too upset that people are canceling her stupid party. And um, it shows like a bunch of other people like watching the news on the computer, just going about life. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden mm -hmm. something takes over the airwaves and it's this really loud, creepy looking symbol, loud sounds. And then when it disappears, all hell breaks loose. All everybody is affected by what's going on. And then um, at the end, there's a lot of uh, cameos of fans that took pictures of themselves being dead bodies. <laughs> hey, man, that's what happens. <laughs> so this is the uh, series. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then we're working on the next one. The fourth one is called Day in the Life. And we explore more of what happens uh, in a nuclear family when someone dies and passes into the gray is what they call it. So that's my team. It's me and Marco. That one is Matt Chambers. I like his bookshelf. Heck yeah. That is our editor, Rachel, who this is the first time she's let us share her face. <clears throat> She's been with us since the beginning. Budget needs, you know how it is, cost money. No fat bears. <laughs> I prefer a fat bear because they're, they're less likely to catch you. Right. Well, then they're probably not hungry. Well, no, they could just kill you out of spite. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, in other words, I'll no way I for a snack when I get up in the wintertime. Right. <laughs> Friends with Campaigns, the Roku channel, we're working on uh, the Madness Network is building a Roku channel. My bestie, uh, worthy, my bestie, Carissa Grant, again, Worthy Chaos launches October 3rd. That is coming soon next week. It is next yeah, I week. Yeah, just, I just had her on the, uh, on the, like the last few days of the last campaign. Yeah, she's a beast. She turns around. I already got my book. 
from the last one and she's pre you know pre-launched and launching this one next week raise number six which is awesome raise number five went like a year ago we've been waiting for them to do another one that sam willis and trey um and they uh they finally they launched so they're live so you guys if you like zombie horror they're really good they revamped a bunch of stuff and they were ready to do it right uh, razor rye mcguire this is a kingdom comics um this is a uh, dark wrestling <laughs> it's really dark it's pretty gory um I, I backed was it. Dark Ages because I'm like seeing the barbed no. wire and the. Yeah, it looks like an axe. Thing. It's not. It's just a close up of the barbed wire. He's a wrestler, and uh, he like lives his persona, and uh, he takes it a little too far. It gets oh, pretty dark. Like like an actual violent Ric Flair. Pretty much. Pretty much. He thinks he's actually a wrestler. He 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 he. He's just an old man now. Orphan Bloodline is in pre-launch status. They're finally on to their next issue. They've been um, trying to get things right too. I like I like when creators are like, you know what? I figured out what I you know can do to improve, and they take the time to do it. John Westoff, here you are. So three series in one Kickstarter: CPS, Bulletproof Chicken, which is hilarious, and Depowered. Um, Bulletproof Chicken is so funny. Um, and I had them on my show and I asked them about all these, they are sound, sound, uh, properties. They're all really good and interesting. And yeah, you can custom make your own Kickstarter pledge on that one. It's cool. And demon bitch. Do I need to say Christy. anything? Yes. No. <laughs> it's hilarious. And she's a children's book. Yeah, <laughs> she... <laughs> yeah sure it is. <laughs> kids. Uh, no, it's a children's book, and it's like I think it's called Mr. F Word or something like that. <laughs> yep. You don't have to say anything because it says click here, dummy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's kind of all you need to know. And there you go. That's it. Um, we have metal covers, we have collector patches. Um, we have, of course, these beautiful trucker hats. Um, we do have a catch-up tier, both digital and physical. Um, if you're new to Path of the Pill Rider, do yourself a favor and jump on one of those because you get one through four all in the same box and you get the pleasure of reading one to the next. I, I like to write cliffhangers at the end. Um, you don't have to put up with my shenanigans. You could read all the way up to four. <laughs> well, I'm so, going to cliffhanger you into five. Sorry. <laughs> so you'll be happy until you get to the end of issue four. Right. And then you'll be mad at me again. <laughs> yeah. Um, all of the variants and Marco's cover, they're all the same price. They're $15. It gets you um, physical copy and a PDF, which is very easy. Of course, everybody gets to be on the thank you page. And my thank you pages are more than just a list of people. Um, issue three, my thank you page was an accident. It was a state of Michigan accident report. And um, we killed off half the backers because uh, why not? <laughs> Just in case they were thinking of not coming back. <laughs> we made half of you witness and half of you, we uh, we passed you into the gray. Sorry. It was yeah. a bad accident. So but, the yep. ones that live, they want to get themselves drawn in and live in the book. Oh, no. We'll squish you eventually. Back. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ketchup. I mean ketchup. Do you get a bottle of ketchup with it? Not with this one. Um, we had hot sauce in the last campaign. We have legit like... A hot sauce that has Big James on it. 
It's a ghost pepper barbecue sauce. It's actually really good. Um, I'm going to have to make another batch. I just went to a store location. They bought eight bottles. (laughs) I only got one left. That would be great. I should do a bottle of ketchup. I can make ketchup. But it's going to be spicy ketchup. I can do spicy ketchup, yeah. And a little bloody. That would be great. With an eye in the bottom of the bottle. Oh, my goodness. We'll just put it on the label. <laughs> I see you ketchup. <laughs> Here's the t-shirt tears. That's, that's definitely a dumbbell entendre. Yes. He died, but I got the bottle. Right? <laughs> what do you mean? It was, I see you. I see you. Intensive care unit ketchup. Yes. That's it's been perfect. sitting on a dinner tray for three years. Um, I dropped the price of the metal covers down. They were a hundred the last couple campaigns. I put this one at 75. Um, I also uh, put in the add-ons. If you're collecting these metal covers like I am, we missed metal covers for issue number one. So guess what? If you go to the add-ons, you can add on a metal cover for issue number one. Super secret. These are more shenanigans. Um, I do a super secret every time. And they're handmade items made by myself. And they're something that you cannot get from the store. Like, for example, um, the first one I did was called the Bones of Despair. It was a wooden box that I made. Yes, I cut the wood myself, stained it. Um, I wrote a poem about when death is missing, how decay sits on the throne. And that when you hold a seashell to your ear, you can hear this the sound of the ocean what happens if you hold a bottle of bones to your ear? Do you hear the voices of the damned? Um, and inside of the box was indeed a glass bottle full of ashes and bones. And people got to name their bones on the top of the box. It said, here lies Pierre. <laughs> so that was a like last campaign. I built someone a working disc. So I have one. I 3D printed it and engineered it myself. I built it's this for the last campaign. That one was 125. This one is a price drop because it doesn't take me as many components. It's $85. Trust me, guys, you want these things. Um, they're one of a kind things. And I'm already planning what I'm doing for future ones. It's going to be cool. Retail, retail tiers. Got to have a retail bundle. No one ever gets them, but it's a joke. Know. Someone did get it one this time. <laughs> See, that's I have better. I have a hundred dollar tier where you get a, a crap ton of books and I send you pitch postcards to put on your counter so you don't have to sell my books. I'll sell my books for you. Um, and I send you a t-shirt, of course, for you. Um, all the covers, 125, you get the metal cover for A and then you get every single, you get a copy of all the covers. This is a popular collector item. Yeah, I've I've bought all the covers on uh, a few occasions myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I have to decide what am I going to do with all these books. I know. I read this copy. Right, I read one. Just bag and board the rest. Okay. Right. Um, Funko pops. I run two Funko pops on every campaign. Um, this one was the one that we premiered on the previous campaign. So we'll premiere a new one. And then on the next campaign, there'll be five available spots for that one. You see what I mean? So we're, mm-hmm. we're always, we're doing a new one. And then if you didn't get the singularity, which is, it's a single, right? 
then you can hop on this one and get one of the five spots. Three of these are taken. There's two left. Oh, wow. But this is Dwayne Fink. We have Jude St. Clair. And then we have a giant fun co-pop of Big James. That was last campaign. Um, and then the new fun co-pop is Callie St. Clair, which is Jude St. Clair's mom. If you know, you know. Just going to leave it at that. <laughs> sketch cover from Marco DeFillo. Again, this is the sketch cover, but Marco DeFillo will put his original art on here for you. Get a big James drinking a beer with it coming out of his throat, whatever you want. And um, these funds, half of these funds go directly to Marco. Nice. Um, here's the retail tier books and full page ad. One of these went, so I'd be really happy if um, we could find someone else who would love to have an ad inside Path of the Pale Rider. Same thing, um, books, t-shirt, pitch postcards, and I'll even throw in um, some 11 by 17 posters so you can put them up in your walls and promote. Um, I got a bunch of stuff I can send you to help sell Path of the Pale Rider in your store. And again, I have two retail tiers, but if you're a retailer and you don't want five of each, you want three of each, or you only want a cover, or you want extra of Lacey's cover, or whatever it is that you want, contact me. I will put it together for you. It's very easy to customize a reward tier um, so you get what you want, and I will, of course, accommodate your needs. There we go. Mm -hmm. Anything to get on a store shelf. Absolutely. This one's all gone. It's the early bird gets the sticker. Um, every campaign, we run a collectible sticker. And then, of course, the Singularity, which is the new Funko Pop, and every single other item that is in this campaign, you get one. Oh, cool. Gone. Yeah. A Singularity in everything. In everything. Very cool. Mm hmm So that's Bat it. Bears, that's everything. Bears. What's bears, that? Skinny Bears, Puzzles. Pins, yeah, Morse code, cool PDFs, merch, cool merch. watermelons. Yeah, we're well rounded. Ads. My goal is to traumatize you, and then we can have some laughs together afterwards. This came out great, though. Just thank you. Yeah, it making did. it look, look like an old, an old wanted poster. Yeah, and now we did metal covers for the first four, and since that's kind of like the end of Act One. I'm going to switch it to something different, starting with issue number five. I'm thinking about doing, we're going to do uh, wooden covers for five, six, seven, eight. Wooden. That's going to be cool. Something like this, I would like to see in a wooden cover, you know? Well, it's like paper, just more unrefined. <laughs> well, they would like burn the pattern and it's like 3D, you know, like a uh, glow forge. So I wouldn't oh, yeah, have yeah. the red, but it would be really neat. Yeah, I got, I got a... Uh... I got a piece like that. It's just a plaque, though, from uh, yes. Timothy Fling's uh, yep. Call of the Cryptids. Yes, that's where yeah. I actually found them is uh, through Tim Fling that it was even a possibility. And then the printer that I use now has the equipment, and he can put them on as a cover. And I was like, sold. I'm sold. Like, <laughs> what? There we are, all smashed. <laughs> oh, just getting smashed. We're just having a good time getting smashed. Right. It's like the things I do to entertain people. I've had bloody noses. I've been shoved off of bar stools. I've been mauled by bears. It's good. What's What's funny is the first thing I thought of when I saw dead reporter you come into frame 
wow, it's like the reporters from the original 89 Batman when nobody could wear makeup or shower. Someone said that already, too. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what they, yes, where it's like, they're like, so we can't combine any cologne and makeup. They're all like unshaven and gross. <laughs> yeah. We can't combine. Oh, man. If this. I bring her back, I got to make her look worse. Right. <laughs> got to keep bringing her back more and more decayed. <laughs> and real but quick, she's we'll fine. share the, uh, the website page. Yeah. If, um, if I were not campaigning and you want to pick up copies, just reach out. Um, I also I have a shop on my website, just www.pathofthepillwriter.com. Um, it will take you right there to the web page. And we have, like I said, a shop. You can go shopping. You can get previous um, T-shirts. Um, you can see all the other covers. I don't. Some of them are out of stock. Like variants for issue number one are long gone, um, but I do have variants for two left. I have a few, and I have, of course, variants for three because that just printed. Yeah, you can meet um, the creative team, see yep. art updates, uh, contact the crew, riddles, short films, and Easter eggs. One Easter egg, one Easter egg. <laughs> you can set up an account, uh, and then you could get all the issues. That you yeah, may it's or just, may not it gives you a um, the Kickstarter for issue one, Kickstarter for two, three. What it is, it's just a recap of the issue. I show you the thank you page. I show you the Funko pop that we run. I give you like how many days was campaign? What was our goal? How many backers and percent to goal? This is important for me to share that information, especially for um, like local comic book stores. They yeah. find it super informative because they want to make sure if they're going to invest in me that I am um, turning out books on a regular basis um, that I do fulfill. And uh you know, how, how we are successful, you know, um, cause they don't want to bring in a product that's going to just die after the third issue. And then they're like, sorry yeah. guys, I can't get you anymore. You know what I mean? Well, so. the problem with a lot of indie books is you usually get maybe one a year if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Yeah. Uh, yep. Of course there might be a few people still waiting for one. Yep. Uh, from six years After. ago. Um, yep. 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 <laughs> that happens. Um, <laughs> that happens. But that's why people like myself and Carissa and, you know, like Timothy Fling, it's important for us to continue to provide what we say we're going to, or, and if there's any kind of delay, we communicate. So that way, you know, um, that you can continue to trust us and back our product because yeah. we're going to deliver. We're going to have all the fun things. We're going to have, you know, the slice and dice and the short films and the, the riddles. So you can participate at any which level you want. You know what I mean? If you just want to read the comic, you can read the comic. If you want to do the riddles and go a little further, fall down that rabbit hole. And if you want to see yourself on the screen as a dead body or a zombie or whatever else we do, we can do that too. It's a lot of fun. We're having fun and it shows. Mm -hmm. Eyeballs and all. Eyeballs and all. <laughs> I was thinking I was going to like put it in my mouth to clean it off and then try to put it back in. But I think that was a little too far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> little... <laughs> it's, it's funny. Cause uh, not that it's funny what happened to my cousin's husband, but uh, my cousin's husband went permanently blind a few years back. 
oh, about no. five or 10 years ago. And he's gone through all kinds of eye surgeries. Oh. Um, he finally got par partial vision back in one eye. Yeah. But it's like a computerized eye. Weird. And it is creepy AF. It I've never heard you look it. At, you look at the eye and there's a, it looks like a honeycomb, like honeycomb cereal. Oh, Lord. Like holes in there. They've got like 18 grandchildren. And he tells them, behave or the Terminator will get you. Oh, my gosh. I was thinking they, more like a they spider. They think he's going to shoot lasers Why? out of the eyeball. Oh, that's so weird. I didn't know that humans have those. That's weird. I'm like, it scared the crap out of me. I guess there's there's yeah. some kind of uh, computer relay built in, like, towards the back. Yeah. And, and then the eye catches it and... Uh, you know, does a lot of the stuff and they're still going, they're still going wow. through testing and stuff, but he got, he got some of his vision back. So that's amazing. He's a that's cyborg. Yes. Living, breathing cyborg. That's amazing. Yes. So see that you, you pop out a fake eyeball during, during a comical video shoot. And I, I show up with two different eyeballs. Not just one. Two. Dos. I know. Is he a? Do you ever um tell him he's like the million dollar man? Sing the song. Do 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 do. We will rebuild him. <laughs> I would, but I'm afraid the medical bills have gone past that. Oh. So. The billion dollar man. Do 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 do. <laughs> do 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 do. Oh. It's crazy. So, uh, you can follow Lori. Over on X Twitter or Twitter X, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I don't know what you call uh, it now. You know, there. I'm on <laughs> Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Threads. Um, it's either Lori Calcaterra or Path of the Pale Rider or both. I think I have oh, both, both on Instagram. Um, yeah. You all you got to do is look that up. You can find me just about anywhere. Um, and of course on the website and Twix. Twitter X, <laughs> we call it Twix now. Oh, Twix. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm around. I'm going to be at Cowtown Comic Con this weekend in Fort Worth. Oh, nice. And then I'm going to be at Arlington Fan Days in Arlington the following weekend, working my little butt off. Marco DeFillo will be at Arlington Fan Days. Um, unfortunately, he will not be at Cowtown. He double booked himself. Yeah, Texas, oh, outside of it just being huge. Mm hmm. They've got they've got a lot of uh, they've got a lot of shows down there. They do, yes. Because I know uh, Sam Vera does a yep. bunch of shows down there. Yeah, I'm and, usually uh, with Sam. I usually see him at most of the shows. He's a good guy. I like him. Um, and, there's an alien uh, in my toilet. It's wonderful. Oh, it's just phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I know the guys from Six Five Six Comics uh, do like two or three shows in Texas. Cool. Yeah, um, Dallas Fan Expo, I think, is the biggest one. Yeah. Um, Marco was there this year representing us. Um, I was standing up in my brother's wedding in Michigan, so I sadly did not get to go. But well, it's, hopefully it's I get to go the, next year. As long as a bunch of people didn't die because there was some kind of no. accident in Michigan. Um, well, I'm a, I'm a Michigan native, so that's why it's like oh, I'm dude. sorry. <laughs> I'm not there anymore, obviously, so no worries. Um, but yeah, I was born and raised there, and my husband and I moved around for his job a couple times, so we're in Texas for his job. 
Uh, we love it here. I love it here. I never want to see snow again for the rest of my life. I would rather not. I will live in the 106 degree weather um, any day as opposed to drive to work in the stupid sloshy snow. I don't want to be drive on ice. I don't want to. I don't need a white Christmas. I never like skiing. I've ice skated once in my life and I hated it. No, thank you. We're done. <laughs> I just want to float but, in the pool. But, but then you do get to chuckle when an ice storm or a, a brief snowstorm hits and the entire state closes down. Yes. And it has. It does. Oh, I know. They don't know mm -hmm. what to do. Oh, we They're... were here for the snowpocalypse and it was like 2019, 20, it was 20, was it 2020? Like February when uh, we were having rolling blackouts for five days. That was fun in Texas. Oh, yeah. It was negative 40 and nobody was prepared for that. Everything froze. Everything. Well, that's so. what happens when the governor closes down coal plants. <sighs> Turn our stuff back on, please. Yes. Uh, everybody needs to go vote this fall. <laughs> we need to vote. <laughs> you think? Right? I don't want to be <laughs> energy dependent on somebody else. No. No. Just on okay. us. Yes, Michigan is mild compared to Minnesota. I'm sure yeah. Minnesota gets like 12 feet of snow. <laughs> but still, okay. no, thank you. Nope, don't want to do it. Mm -mm. <laughs> My cousin and his wife and their little girl. Well, not where so are they? Anymore. They're in Minnesota, don't you know? Oh, so they were, they, well, they they've they you know they've moved up because they were in California. Ah, he's an engineer, and you get a you get a job about five, six years ago for Apple. Mm -hmm. uh, and that lasted for like all of six months. He hated what the people at Apple. <laughs> he hated yeah. the company. Yeah. And he wasn't too fond on uh, renting a, uh, you know, shoe a, box? Two bed a two bedroom shoebox uh, for like eight grand a month. Mm -hmm. So we lived in California. I can contest to that. We were in, where were we? Laguna Niguel. It's like Laguna Beach, Orange County, right? Area. Mm -hmm. And when we were there in 2000, and I want to say it's 2007, rent was like, I got to say it was like $1,800 a month for a single bedroom, single bath. It was very small. It was something like uh, 800 square feet. It was tiny. And um, it was insane. It was like it was insane. There's no way you could afford a house. And we got out of there right on the, the tail, like right when 2008, the big recession started, we mm -hmm. got relocated to Michigan. Thank goodness. Cause we wouldn't have been able to get out of there. Oh yeah. So and people are still leaving like in droves. Oh yeah. Well, the taxes are high. The laws are terrible and crime is through the roof laws? right now. So laws? they have laws. I haven't noticed any. I mean, they do, but they don't protect you. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's for the other guy, yeah. They protect the criminals. <laughs> yeah. So I oh, want to thank yeah. you so much for coming on and uh, talking Path of the Bale Rider. Heck yeah, man. There's so and, much good stuff. We could talk about a lot more stuff, but we don't have a ton of time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So thank I'm you for having me on. Get it up to the other platforms. And everybody, uh, go check it out. There's, uh, yeah. there's still a... Two and a half weeks left. We're there. We're there. I need one. I need one backer today. Just one would be great. 
We uh, we had 74 as of last night. So I don't want to, it's like when you go a day without a backer, it's like, oh. <laughs> oh, I know. Hmm. It's, you know, it's like, well, I don't want to be in the lull. Who wants to be my hero? I need you. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. Come on, back it. Pops needs his poker cards. <laughs> yeah. Pops does need more poker cards. It was his idea, by the way, the poker card. We were trying to uh, brainstorm ideas um, to get people. Well, it's like a reoccurring, um, a buildable stretch goal. You know what I mean? Between mm. campaigns. And he was like, we got to do something. And he was, I was like, what about poker cards? And he was like, yes. So, I need a new poker deck. I, I love collecting my... cards. Yeah. I love collecting really cool decks of cards, like real stylish, um, good feel, real glossy. I love those. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a couple different like tarot decks like that. That's cool. I've got I've got a Royal Tarot deck. I've got the hardcover book that goes with the Royal Tarot deck, mm -hmm. plus like three of the hardcovers. It all came like in a in a bundle when heavy metal was still a thing. Cool. Back in back in the late eighties, and uh, I got one the other year that was like all not. Peach Momoko style, but like that, that painted like almost a David Mack painting style yeah. uh, for uh, for like DC. Yes, I bought it because Joker was in it. And that was it. That's, that's, that's all I cared about. <laughs> Ooh, that's so cool. So thanks so much for coming on. Uh, yes. Anytime you got something going on, just hit me up and we'll, we'll bring you back on. We can talk more Thank stuff you. and hopefully Absolutely. not have... Uh, the echo, technical echo, difficulties. Echo, 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 echo. Beep. An eyeball. <laughs> that would be funny too. Doesn't she have one? I think she does. She was working on one for years. Yeah. Like the last couple of years. Out. I remember she she was like doing cards in between like other projects and everything. I thought she was. I don't know. We'll have to find out. I'll go talk to Christy. William. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can still talk. We're still. I was going to say thank you so much for having me on the show. I had a blast. Oh, thank, thank you, you so for coming much. on. Have a great night. <laughs> you too, sir. Bye bye. Bye, everybody.